Hey everyone, welcome to Sunday Lemonade, where we start every week by turning something sour into something sweet. I'm Audrey Whalen, and today we'll be talking about recognizing our fears, learning how they affect us, and what we can do about it. In today's episode, I think it's really important to dig deeper and really unpack the fears that we might not even be aware that we have, but that are really seeping slowly into our everyday lives. So today isn't about arachnophobia or fear of bridges, unless bridges are something that you face every day and that are terrifying to you, because if so, I relate. But rather, I kind of wanted to to kind of unveil what fears might be playing a part of the way that you interact with people or build relationships or either develop professionally or personally or don't develop professionally or personally. So today I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about not only kind of how to identify fears in yourself and really how I've identified some fears in myself and, and kind of how I've gotten to a point of being a little bit more self-aware when it comes to things that really terrify me, to be honest, but also digging into, okay, now that I've recognized a fear that I have, what can I do about it? So I ran a very official Instagram poll a couple weeks ago. I asked if people would let me know if they were more afraid of regret, wondering what would have happened if you did something that you chose not to do, or failure, uh, trying something and falling short. I kind of had an idea of what I thought the responses would be, and I kind of knew what my fears were when it came to that question of regret versus failure. And it turned to be 65% of people are more afraid of regret than of failure. I want to start by saying that it's not as easy, and I'm not at all suggesting that it's as easy as saying, I'm afraid of this, and I'm just going to stop being afraid of this, and that's how we do it. For me, recognizing my fears and really understanding how they affect me every day was a product of journaling. And we'll have an entirely separate episode on journaling and all the awesome benefits I've reaped from it. Um, I'm a huge proponent of journaling. I think it's awesome, and we're going to talk about that later. But I wanted to be a little bit vulnerable and share with you an entry from a few weeks ago that I wrote. It was late at night, and I couldn't sleep. I was feeling really, really anxious, and I knew that in that moment what I really needed was to be a little bit painfully honest with myself. It was 1.15 a.m. and I wrote, you've got a lot of fears and I'd say it's about time we start facing them. One, rejection. What if you put yourself out there to someone and they shut you out? Two, disapproval. What if the people whose opinions you value the most don't validate you? Three, ending up alone. Four, your parents dying. Five, not feeling fulfilled. This is a big one. You worry and wonder if you'll ever feel satisfied or if some people go their entire lives without reaching that peak contentment. And six, fear of blending in. This is something that I've struggled with a lot my entire life and I didn't realize it until recently. And this one kind of hit me like a brick. To me, fear of blending in is about wanting to stick out to the people that I surround myself with as someone who can make a difference, as someone who can be noticed for their compassion, who can be noticed as a leader, who can be noticed as particularly, you name it, smart, funny, talented. And yes, I think in a lot of ways, this definitely comes from a very selfish place and a place that wants, like I said, that attention and that validation and that need for approval. And as soon as I kind of came 
to terms with this fact that that is something that I am very afraid of is just kind of being a number in a crowd, being another statistic, being another person out of the millions. I started to be a little bit more honest about how I can recognize that fear's role in the way that I build relationships with people and in the way that I um, make decisions and uh, take action in my life. And one of the ways that I've recognized the impact that this fear has on my everyday is really in the way that I react to situations with my friends and with my family. So a situation that comes to mind, I have a really, really solid group of friends who are incredibly supportive and very, very thoughtful and so caring and have really, really been um, very strong rocks in my life for the last several years. But I've noticed over the last several weeks, especially kind of in this weird post-grad season where everything feels just a little bit different, a little bit up in the air, I've noticed that this this kind of fear of blending in, this, this need for affirmation and need for validation is having a very negative impact on the relationships that I have with um, the people in my life. What that looks like for me is just being super hypersensitive to things that, and, and normally I don't do this, normally I'm very, your feelings are your feelings and they're valid because that's the way that you feel, but being very, very sensitive to things that should not make me upset. So take this podcast, for example. I told my close friends and family that I was starting this podcast and there were a few people that were not at all saying, I think this is a terrible idea, don't do it. But if they didn't like jump up and down for me saying, I can't believe you're doing this, this is so exciting, I'm so happy for you, I immediately thought they're invalidating me. They think it's a terrible idea, they think I'm going to fail, they don't think I'm you know, smart or whatever enough to do a podcast. And they are condemning this idea that I had. And not only did I feel hurt by that, but I felt like because those were already fears that I was having, you know, the fear that the podcast wasn't going to do well, the fear that I was out of my mind for thinking I could do it, the fear that no one would care or listen to the podcast, because those were fears that I already had about, you know, the situation, I thought, okay, these people think that this is a terrible idea. And of course, I didn't even just stop there. I thought they think that I have all terrible ideas and that I think that I'm much better than I am because who would want to listen to me speak on a podcast? And they must not want to be my friend anymore because they think that I am egotistical, self-centered, and think that I'm smarter or more interesting than I really am. So what started with someone just saying, oh, okay, like if that's something that you want to do, that's, you know, cool, do that. It turned from that, which was not even an invalidation of something that I decided I wanted to do. It turned from that to, oh, they must think this, this, and this about me. And the reason I tell you this story is because even though that's a fear that is kind of specific to me, that was one way where as soon as I realized okay, this is not the truth, this is not reality, this is not actually how your friend feels about you. As soon as I realized that, that it was my fear speaking, that it was this kind of inaccurate, misconstrued version of the truth, I was able to dial it back, take a second, think about what was being said, and realize 
they weren't not supporting me. I was just perceiving it in a way that was different from what was happening because of the fears that I brought to the table. So now let's go back to that regret versus failure piece that we started with. So I was binge watching Queer Eye today on Netflix, as one does, and something that Karamo said really resonated with me, which is not an uncommon occurrence. He said, failure isn't the opposite of success, it's a part of it. Now this really stuck with me because it's one of the ways that I encourage myself when I'm feeling afraid of failure. When I feel afraid that I'll try something and fall short, or when I'm worried that people won't approve of what I'm doing, or even worse, that I won't approve of what I'm doing, I try to remind myself that the worst that could happen is that I don't meet my expectations and I have to try again until I do. And I know this is a way watered down solution to a fear of failure, but I think that an understanding of this general concept is part of why more people responded that they're more afraid of regret than of failure. Because it's so much better to try something and fall short of your expectations for yourself or of other people's expectations for you than to live your entire life wondering what would have happened if you had just said yes to the things that scared you and tried it anyway. Also, as an aside, if you haven't read Chanda Rhymes' book, Year of Yes, you absolutely have to. It's all about saying yes to things that scare you. It low-key changed my life and I can't recommend it enough. So what can we do with this information? Say you've already become aware of your biggest fears, whether that's regret or failure or rejection or missing out. What now? In my opinion, of course, that first step is recognizing your fear. What hypotheticals find their way back into your brain time after time? What themes do you notice in the situations that make you feel the most anxious or upset? Once you recognize what your fears are and what really keeps you up at night and what is holding you back... Then the next step is to try to pay close attention to the ways that those fears are actively impacting your everyday life. So it's one thing to say, okay, I have this fear of not being approved of by the people that I care about. It's another step further to say, okay, this is how that is affecting me. I had this conversation with a friend and even though they said this, I heard this and I interpreted it this way because of this fear. The third step is to take a conscious effort to tackle those fears. One tool that I learned a couple years back to combat my anxiety was to look for the proof that confirmed my thoughts or fears. Of course, most of the time in looking for the proof, you realize that there is no proof and that your thoughts are distorted, and that's kind of the point. Again, this is a lot easier said than done and definitely comes with practice, but for me, what that looks like is really trying to pause in the middle of high stress or high fear situations after I've recognized that my fear is playing a part in how I'm responding and really remind myself that my fear is playing tricks on me. When I do this, I slowly start to bridge the gap between what my logical mind tells me is true and how I feel. So I'll leave you with this little reminder. Chances are your fears didn't form overnight. They are products of some series of experiences or conditionings that have shaped and molded you. But the good news is that even though you might not break your fears overnight, the solution also comes through conditioning and effort. So I hope this week you'll take a few minutes to look your fears in the eyes and tell them boy bye.